Welcome, friends. You're listening to the Swears and Does Hair podcast for bridal hairstylists and makeup artists looking to take their business to new levels. Here we tackle topics such as mindset, finances, balancing business with motherhood, and healthy strategies to keep your body and mind supporting your business rather than holding it back. I'm your host, Sue Minsky, business coach for bridal hairstylists and creator of the Next Level Bridal Business Program. Thanks for joining me. I can't wait to dig into today's topic, so let's get started. Well, thank you so much for joining me today for our guest podcast episode. We are talking about all things running a hair and makeup team of artists with Kara Reed Gomez of Best Faced Artists, an on-site bridal hair and makeup business in Northern Virginia. I really want to highlight the reality of what it takes to run a team of bridal artists successfully, since it's often a goal that many artists have when we discuss their growth plans. It's certainly an avenue that can lead to large financial success, but not many know what truly goes on behind the scenes and how to plan for that change to how they run their business. So today, Kara and I are peeling back the curtain and taking a look behind it to show what it takes, what to expect, and hopefully help some artists out there with deciding if it's the right path for them and whether it's time for them to take the leap. So thank you so, so much, Kara, for being with me on the podcast today. You're I'm welcome. so excited to have you on and have this conversation with you because I think it's super important and necessary. Uh, I also don't think that it's something that I see talked about very openly right. in our community very often. I would agree. Uh, it's an often yeah. passed out idea, but I don't think uh -huh. many people have the awareness of the logistics. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think it's more of talked about in a respect of it being, you know, the way to make right? a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So everybody's like, you know, well, if you want to make a lot of money, it's the fastest path to success. Right. You have to diversify, hire a team, right. uh, but it might not be the right path for everyone right. and not not everyone is meant to be um, a team leader and take on that level of responsibility it. because it really does change uh, what you have to do oh, and how so you much. have to run your business. So much. So um, let's start off with introducing you to the listeners. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, who you are, what you do, uh, the company, what it does, okay. all of that. Um, so I, as you mentioned, my name is Kara Gomez, and I um, own Best Face Forward Skin Makeup and Hair Artists. And actually, um, I not only have the team in Northern Virginia and the D.C. DMV area, however you want to refer to it, but I also have our Hampton Roads team um, that covers mm -hmm. down from Richmond all the way to the coast. So we really cover majority of the mid-Atlantic from Baltimore all the way to northern North Carolina. And then I also mm -hmm. have a pair of girls that um, work for me in Texas where my husband is from. So we oh, actually right. expand awesome. a couple of other areas as well. And we basically just do um, on-site skin, makeup, hair, and grooming services for all types of events um, from weddings to um, head shots to lessons to pageants all those family photos all those things um and we do that for we're able to facilitate services for all ages all genders um ever, everything so we're really full service from start to finish and in addition we also provide um not only the services but we also are a bit of a rarity in the fact that we have product access as well so when i say full service when people are looking for a full service team that's really what we have um strived to to bring to the table Wow, that's amazing. So um, how many artists do you have on your team between the multiple uh, locations? Yep. So among all of us, I'd say, I think we're right around 25. And wow. um, 25 of us, the DC DMV area being the largest because it encompasses, it stretches over the most area, I guess you could say, uh, geographically. Um, that particular, this particular market where you and I are both located, um, it covers mm -hmm. from my farthest North artist is Baltimore and stretches out to uh, Germantown, close to Frederick area. Um, and then you have as far South as uh, Culpeper, Ruckersville and um, Spotsylvania County. So you have all of that stretch that we're covering, um, but altogether about 25 and it has taken to about this time. I, I would say, 
we've grown in phases. So uh-huh. we have a small batch to start with, and then we've continued to grow um, as the need was, uh, as the need presented itself. And I would say also as the proper artists that met what my standards of what I was looking for also brought themselves, you know, made themselves apparent. So it was a combination Uh of those things. Gotcha. And about how long have you guys been in business for? How long has it taken you to, to build this, uh, dream team of 25 (laughs) artists? Right. We've, uh, we will now have our 10 year, uh, celebration next year. So January of 22, we will be, have been in business for 10 years. That's awesome. Yeah. So when did you guys get to like that 25 mark? Have you been at that kind of stage for a few years now? Is it this no, year? I would say that? this past year, over this last year, we've added the last several. So we were um, right in around, I'd say maybe 2021. And so we've added a handful mm-hmm. that have brought us over that 25 mark uh, now this year, just with the, um, I think a lot of people were looking for alternatives or wanting to have more of a safe space when it came to COVID and, and have some leadership there. And so, Mm -hmm. um, the artists that have joined me have all been really fantastic individually practicing artists, but they just didn't want to deal with all the mess that I think some creative people may not be as good at, you know? Um, and so they love having the fact of me handling all the admin and all that stuff and they get to show up and be awesome at what they do and, and continue the love for what they do a lot easier. Awesome. Yeah. So now did you start as an independent makeup artist first and then hire a team or did you jump right into running a team from the beginning? I pretty much started a team from the beginning, actually. I was reading through your questions and I thought, yeah, I guess that really was kind of from the beginning. So um, the Reader's Digest version, I would say, is that my mom was involved in the beauty industry as I was growing up. She was involved with product development with a couple of uh, large global companies. And so I learned and I grew up as a performer, so I was around makeup and hair my whole life just wasn't something I was going to do as a career. And then, um, I would do, you know, friends makeup. My house was the house where everyone learned how to wash their face and, um, do all the moms learned how to do makeup and hair for the dance recitals and stuff like that. And then, um, through college, I'd help friends here and there if they had skin issues or whatever, because I, I luckily knew what I was doing. Thank God from the guidance of my mom. And so I never really had a lot of those, you know, the hormonal angst. Uh Oh my God. So I I was very blessed that I got to avoid that just with proper knowledge of what to do. And so I had no intentions of doing what we're doing now. Uh, I originally was going to go to law school and I was going to uh, practice international human rights law. (laughs) Funny enough. Wow. Yeah. Totally different. And when Joe and I um, got engaged, um, I, in the Hampton Roads area, I knew some people involved in the wedding industry and they knew our background when it came to skincare and skin knowledge. So we, I would be at a couple of open houses or bridal venue open houses and stuff and speak about skin and how to take care of your skin and stuff like that. But when we got married, I started looking for a team myself because I didn't want to have myself or my mom have to do our own makeup and hair. I mean, mm-hmm. what's the fun oh, yeah, of that? Sure. When you know what you're doing, what's the fun of doing that, you know, on a day you want to exactly. relax. And so I had a hard time finding the people um, at, at that point, teams were not as big a thing. Um, mm-hmm. They were not, artists were not as diversely trained. Um, where I'm from, yeah. it was very um, specific, aesthetic. Usually m- most of the education that's in the Hampton Roads area were people that were trained at MAC, which is fantastic. Extremely, mm-hmm. be- wonderfully talented artists, but that's not my vibe. You know, I, I've never worn MAC uh-huh. in my life. I'm definitely more of a natural girl. And, um, and so I was just like, where are the people that, fit me, you know, fit me and what I'm looking for. Um, mm-hmm. They were very talented. I'm sure I would have looked amazing, but I would have, that would have been completely unlike what I normally look like on a daily basis. And I find really most brides, that's the one thing I think that has not changed in 10 years is brides want to feel like oh, they definitely. still, you know, they still recognize themselves, but they want to get a step or two further that they know that they can't do themselves. And that was me. Exactly, so yeah. I relate to a lot of our brides and a lot of the modern bride that we talk to because that was me. And I was looking for that. And my wedding photographer actually was the one that was like, you know, what you're looking for really doesn't exist, but it's a, it's a heavy need. And he had heard me and my mom talking about what we were going to do and people that we knew that we could just have do our makeup and hair for my party just because we knew people, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't a team. It wasn't 
contact one company and they handle everything. It wasn't what I thought would make sense, what every bride would be looking for. And um, so we ended up sorting it out among us. My cousin's a hairstylist, someone my mom had trained through the years to our makeup. And um, after the wedding, my wedding photographer said, you know, I think you need to do this. And I was like, do what? (laughs) I'm going to go to law school. And he was like, you haven't done it yet. And it was definitely a challenge because I thought, he was like, you have this great idea. What are you backing off from? And I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So it was really, it started kind of as a challenge um, and a, you need to do this. And finally, I, my husband said, you know, if anyone's going to know, my wedding photographer does a lot of high profile people, very well known, been in the business many years. And my husband said, if anyone's going to know what the average bride is looking for, it's him. And if he's saying what you were looking for doesn't exist and that you have the ability to probably do it or you have the knowledge, then maybe we should talk about that. And that's really where it started. Awesome. So we started out with um, myself and my mom. And uh-huh. um, I was already living in Northern Virginia. My, my mom, my parents are still in Hampton Roads where I'm from. And um, we had a couple of people who had been trained with my mom through the years in the industry um, down there. So there was a three, maybe of us, three of us down in Hampton roads. And I literally walked into my hairstylist, uh, my haircut appointment the week after my wedding. And after all this discussion was going on and said, do you ever do weddings outside of working here? And she said, well, I'd love to do more. I mean, I do them occasionally for clients, but that's it. And Mm -hmm. I said, let's do this. And it was totally a you know, it was totally a, a, a challenge it was meant to be. and then a whim and then let's yeah. do this. And then here we are. So, so small well, that's crazy. Yeah. So it's so funny that you mentioned that, you know, you originally wanted to do something else. Right. Uh, Cause I kind of feel like I was the same way, <clears throat> you know, I went to college and I wanted to do theater and I oh, wanted yeah. to, to teach and I, I wanted to, um, you know, become a, a professor of, of Shakespeare and, and theater and, and all this kind of stuff. And so I fell into this career very similarly, <laughs> um, you know, was like, there is a need uh, for the more natural yeah. makeup artist. And then, you know, grew my business very quickly, very rapidly, right. had to hire a team to keep up with the demand. Right. Uh, and then after about a year and a half, very quickly realized that, no, this was not the correct path for me. Right. So um, our, our paths kind of diverged from there right. where I was like, heck no, <laughs> not for me. Thank you very much. And then here you've gone and you've grown into this, you know, massive business um, that you guys are for the last 10 years. I laughed because um, literally I said, um, well, after I left my haircut, as I was leaving my haircut, I said, let's see how this goes. I'll uh, look up a couple of local venues, kind of smaller scale, reach out to them and see what they say. And what uh-huh. happened is I reached out to a venue up here in Northern Virginia. You might know of it, Bristow Manor. And I reached oh, out yes. to them and I said, um, and the coordinator, she's back there now, the same person, but I reached out to her and I kind of pitched this idea. And she said, oh my gosh, that sounds like a great idea. Exactly what a lot of our brides are looking for. Send me some information. And then I went, oh my God, I got to make information. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh no, this is really, this is real. This is happening. Yeah. Oh my God, I got to figure this stuff out. Yeah. So it's, it was, it's funny because it started as kind of a, you should do this. And I went, you're crazy. And then the more I thought about it, okay, uh-huh. let's see how this goes. And then the second I did it, it went, send me some information. And I went, oh my God, I got to make information. And here we go from there. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, now, do you still do weddings yourself? I do. I do some. Um, for me, okay. I always say the benefit is I get to be where I want to be when I want to be, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, which is uh-huh. nice. But I also, um, I like still being out with my team. And I like, um, uh-huh. I, I've been really specific about certain things to not delegate because I feel like the identity of our team really starts with my experience. And with my wedding experience, because that's what started it all. And my mom and I planning our wedding and looking for someone who knew what we knew, who facilitated and met more of an aesthetic that was more like us. You know, my mom, middle-aged and, you know, wanting to look her best and not overdone. And for me, I was a natural girl. I didn't want to sit there for two hours to have my makeup done because I don't do that on a given day. So Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes for me, I really feel I have connections with all of our brides in some way, but the ones that either are closer to my house or um, have smaller parties or, you know, they come by way of 
of a former bride or some sort of closer referral. Um, those are the ones normally I will still go out and do because I, I do feel it's important to still be in the middle of things here and there where I can. So I don't lose that complete touch and it doesn't just become an agency kind of thing in its, in its feeling, you know, exactly. so that's important for me. Yeah. So, um, about how many a year do you think that you, you actually do, do you um, have a set number for yourself well, or a limit for yourself? I usually, I try, well, that's a new thing for me, setting limits. Um, so <laughs> realizing, so realizing I can't do everything as one of my uh-huh. artists said the other night, you know, you work uh-huh. miracles every week and every day in and out for people, but you're not Jesus. You can't do everything. And I went, uh-huh. And I went, mm, you're right. Like, <laughs> you know, exactly. Um, so yeah. This year, let's use this as an example. I had my daughter Lola in the end of January and I was not back on a wedding until uh, I want to say June. And so wow, that was a nice maternity. Right. Like, that's awesome. I, you know what? I've been through this before because I've had the team for a long uh-huh. time. So when I had crews, I have fantastic artists that have been with me a long time and I trust them implicitly. And I just thought to myself, you know, I need to, I need to show that I need to prove that. And I can sit here and I can answer emails between feedings and all this stuff. And I can do that and they will go and be their awesome selves because they want to be, and they care about their own personal work ethic, but they also Uh have a commitment to the team as a whole and its success. So, um, I would say since then, I think the last I saw, I think I've maybe been on, I think my number was somewhere around 13 events at at most. So not, not too much here and there. I jump in here and there, or if, something is here closer or, you know, and of course I have a home studio, so I can have some people stop by here for little things here and there as well. Um, uh-huh. But it's nice to, to pace myself in and trust them. Cause now with so many artists, there's a lot of admin and a lot of work to do. Yeah. So, so now do you do all of that office work yourself? Do you have an assistant? I have an assistant, our operations okay. assistant, Kristen. She's my right-hand gal and um, she uh-huh. is responsible basically for all of the data management. So, uh, you know, our team is very detailed in our approach from start to finish. So we, I always joke, we probably have the most paperwork of anybody, of any vendor, Um, but it's because we're (laughs) touching, you know, we're, we're dealing with people's personal space. I always say we're the only people that touch you that aren't in love with you or related to you. So you you need to have a lot of things covered when it comes to health and sanitation. So um, you need to have a lot of trust in the people that you are hiring. And you have to build that trust over the course of the process. That too. So Kristen um, handles, because we have so much paperwork, Kristen handles all the file management and and data management there. Um, And then she helps me with a lot of other tasks in terms of making sure the the team has all their final information before each wedding for each weekend and stuff like that. So um, I have her as the operations assistant. So she does all the data. Mm-hmm. Um, I still do most all the communications, but now she's starting to dive more into that as well and handling some responses and things in the inbox, more involvement in my inbox, so to speak. And then uh-huh. um, I am now in the process where I'm going to be incorporating one of my artists, one of my lead artists, and she's she trained with my mom for years. So she's been in the business a long time and I'm having her dive into doing, um, she's really good at timelines, developing timelines. And okay. I realize that's a, that's a pain for me. That's a, that's a pain point for me where I'm like, ugh, you know, so, um, I figured out, you know, take each person's gifts and try to use them. So I'm, I'm newly into that process though. So, um, but social media and initial contact and everything I handle. Yeah, I think it's really important to um, recognize the strengths of the people that are on your team and then use that to your advantage because I feel like so many people get kind of caught up in the fact that they, this is their business and that they have to have all their fingers and all the pies and wear all the hats and do all the things and then they quickly realize Uh just how unsustainable that business model what is. What they say? Like you're major going... in the majors and not major in the minors. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. You and know, I think you if you're going to figure have that a... out. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you're going to have a team of artists, then, you know, it's going to take more than one person to, to coordinate oh, and to yeah. run all of those things. So totally. I think it's really important to kind of highlight that, that you, you have to be That's important and be comfortable to delegate. Well, yeah. I remember my, my parents have been business coaches my entire life. And I remember my dad saying, you know, you max out at 24 hours in a day. 
And if you don't exactly, start to yeah. duplicate yourself, but you've got to duplicate mm-hmm. yourself effectively and efficiently. And uh-huh. that, the, that's where it's, okay, what are the pain points for me? Where are the log jams? And what are the things that it doesn't matter that I'm doing or someone else is doing? And what are the things that mm-hmm. are important for me to have my hands on? So like when clients communicate with us, they relate, so many of them relate with our story or they've done a little research. And so they like knowing that I'm the first point of contact. I can answer all the questions and then I'm going to put them with the appropriate fitting people for their needs. And they like mm-hmm. knowing that it's not just so willy nilly kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So now when you're booking out artists for your weddings, I like that you mentioned that, you know, you're placing people with the yes. ones that meet their needs. Um, how do you uh, make changes to your onboarding process to make sure that the right artists are going out to the right brides so that they have a <clears throat> seamless experience? Well, the biggest thing for me, I've always said it starts with artist um, acquisition, I guess you could say, recruitment, whatever you want to call uh-huh. it. Um, and for me, I laugh because people will tell you, if anyone knows me closely, they'll say, don't ever say like, Oh, I know someone that does makeup, blah, blah, blah. They should, you should talk to them because for me, it's not necessarily just a hundred percent about the skill. It's about their skill, their desire and their ego in terms of always wanting to continue to develop and, and, and improve themselves, um, Mm -hmm. about being receptive to feedback, um, you know, about really good about listening, understanding different personality types and listening to the client how to interpret the data and the the details that they're giving you and their wants and their needs. Um, So, you know, I, and I think you've probably heard this plenty of times too, you know, when you're doing weddings, Mm -hmm. it's, it's about knowing what, how to deal with people just as much, just as much because we're walking into family dynamics and weddings of all sizes, however small or large with so many different family dynamics. Oh yeah. The drama that goes on on wedding days is so hysterical because, you know, people outside the industry, they don't necessarily kind of understand. And then, you know, everybody just knows like, oh, Bridezilla's because of that old TLC show. Right, right. Like that's the first thing that they always ask. They're like, oh, do you have any Bridezilla stories? And I'm like, no, (laughs) but I have a hell of a lot of mom stories. You want to hear those? You want to hear about the drunk bridesmaids or, you know, the jealous sisters Uh or, you know, Uh like there's so much that goes on that it has like nothing to do with, you know, doing hair and makeup. So many times our job involves mitigating, um, you know, what's going on in the room and, and reading body language exactly, and, um, you know, kind of keeping one ear open. And that's a big thing for me is I need to know that someone can make proper decisions on site that I would make, that they know my Mm -hmm. thought process and how I handle things. And sometimes some artists, they're very creative and they don't want to feel questioned. And I get that. Um, But if they're going to be a part of a team and they want the security or the consistency of working with a team, there's something. They have to be a team player. You got to be a team player and you got to put some of that stuff in the backseat, you know? And um, so that's a big thing for me is I start with a bit. uh, What I've always said is I start with a very, very high bar and they've got to have a lot of hoops to jump through. And I don't care what their mm-hmm. credentials are because half the time making someone go through some of those hoops and they're legitimate hoops, but mm-hmm. half the time going through that, they have more appreciation of what you're doing. And therefore mm-hmm. you can really build more cohesion and better communication with the artists as individually. Um, and then they trust you more and you trust them more because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have an artist that joined us uh, last year and um, they fantastically talented, lots of credentials, um, social media, very heavy following. Um, but for me, uh-huh. they, they were good at understanding that they were coming to work as part of a team. It wasn't about them as the individual anymore. And uh-huh. that was, exactly. that was important for me for, cause that was going to be a big test. I thought, oh, this yeah. person's going to have a bit of an ego. I thought, you know, that was what I was expecting and shame on me. You know, so I love when someone proves me wrong. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's a big thing, you know, you got to realize is when, when that person went, whatever you need me to do, if I'm going to show up and assist you for a while, however many number of weddings or whatever. And it was really just to feel through. But the fact that I knew right then that ego was nowhere to be found, that 
made a big difference because we can now we have a fantastic communication um, and I'm always a wide open book with them once I know that they can be that way with me too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So how has becoming a mother, you know, and like you said, you just had, you know, your second, you had mm-hmm. Lola back in January. Um, how has that kind of impacted how much time you spend Ooh, juggling girl. all of the business <laughs> stuff? So let's kind of take a deep dive into, oh, um, you know, balancing really? the motherhood yeah. with the rest of the business tasks. You know, and I think that's important because I think a lot of people, when their personal lives, artists, when their personal lives start to change, that's when this conversation potentially comes up. When someone says, oh, you should start a team so that way you don't have to be everywhere. But most people, when they say that, they don't understand that still the owner has to be there in some form. You know what I mean? Like you still have, you're still, I'm still there when I'm not there physically. You know what I mean? Exactly. And just because you're not there on the wedding at 6 a.m. does not mean that you are sleeping in and you're not available by phone to, you know, troubleshoot and and get things fixed. And they also know if there's any crap going on. It's your ass on the line. (laughs) They also know if there's any crap going on. If my artists are really nice about it, I'm the one that's texting in and laying the smack down. You know what I mean? Exactly. Walk away without, you know, saying that they paid for XYZ and they didn't say anything about it in advance. I'm like, I'm checking the invoice. Absolutely not. No, collect that right there. You know what I mean? Yeah, Um, absolutely. And so I think the biggest thing in being a mom now um, that I think maybe has been a one thing, it's a benefit in the fact that I don't have time to deal or the energy to deal with shenanigans and them drag out for so long. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, You know, the biggest thing for me is if someone wants to act ridiculous and treat us improperly, you know, I, I'm, uh-huh. a, I'm a grown woman that runs a six figure business with two children. Like you need to sit down and have a little respect. You know what I mean? Exactly. Absolutely. I'm always like, um, honey, I got two teenage boys. Right. Like right. I ain't got time for I, your shit. Think, You're an adult. Get it together. Right. This is how we do and it. And I think that sometimes people think makeup and hair, they might have a bad or cheap kind of vendor horror story from their past or horror oh, yes. prom or whatever. And they associate that you have to kind of break down those walls. And I think most people don't realize you've really got to break down walls with people before you're ever with them. Um, mm-hmm. But me as the, now as a mom, I would say, and now with two, I don't have any energy whatsoever for people acting a fool and ridiculous. You know, I had a, a client she had a, a fee that was incurred. I had told her about it all the way from, I'll never forget. This was the, uh, a couple months ago, fee that was incurred. Um, I had reminded her about it all along, but I obviously, you know, I can't make people read. That's the only thing I can exactly. do. I can yeah. remind them out the yin yang, but I can't make them read. <laughs> so when I incurred, build the fee, she came back and started to say all these things, you know, you're taking advantage of people, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, I'm sorry that you feel that way. That still doesn't change that this has been in this document, this document, this document, this document, all that I sent to you. And I also have receipts of those emails being read. So, (laughs) and, and, Mm -hmm. and you know, what's so funny is she called me, she called me and she's, and first words out of her mouth, I'm a blank hole. I can't say that probably. So. Yeah. I'm a blank hole. And- oh no. The the name of the, the podcast is swears and does. Oh, hair, so okay. Like, so you, she calls can, me and she you says, can say asshole. It's she says, okay. I'm an asshole. <laughs> and I said to her, and it's funny because old me, pre mom me would have been like, Oh, uh-huh. that's okay. I totally understand. Uh-huh. And this time it was, I don't disagree about the description uh-huh. of your behavior. But uh-huh. I do understand the stress that you're going through. And so she called to apologize. And it was funny because I, I didn't validate her behavior, care. but I, you know, and held my own a little more mom. than I think I would have before pre pre mom days, you know? And so there was that. <laughs> oh, I'd say that changed. Right. We, we blanked out. There? We lost you for a second there. Did I lose you? So um, I don't know what happened with the recording. So we will edit that out. Um, Are you there? So, oh gosh, that lose you? Here. Are you here? Yeah, I, I now I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, okay. now I can hear you. Perfect. Yeah, so that was okay. I would say pre mom days. I would have validated that. I would have I would have coddled a little more, and uh-huh. I don't do that with clients now because everyone is an adult that should be able uh-huh. to read paperwork. And if they don't, that's uh-huh. not my problem. But it doesn't change. It's in the paperwork. You know what I mean? 
Um, And I would say my time management, my time and energy management, both, I would say that those have been dramatically, those have dramatically changed. I have drawn more boundaries. um, Uh And boundaries are so, so important in this business, especially when you have children. Sometimes I see, you know, other artists and and posting and talking about how much work that they're doing. And they're, you know, talking about doing three weddings back to back, four weddings back to back, five weddings back to back. And the first thing I can think of is, well, there's no way she has kids. Right. That's because a young as a gun. parent, That's a young gun. you're like, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? Why, why do I? No, thank you. Girl, what do that, you want? That's no, right. could put that, put that away. Put that back. I always that, say that's, that's in their young me. idealistic days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before you realize like, how you can switch the equation, you can change the equation. You know exactly. It's like, well, she's probably younger than thirty and has no children. Right. And, you know, can get up and go, we're here. I'm like, okay, I have teenagers. I'm, I'm pushing 40. Right. Like, fuck that. No, thank you. Right. Uh, I will do my, my, my set boundaries of when I will get up and when I will work. Right. Um, and, and whatnot. And so, so I have yeah. like different hours, you know, because I have the kids. So I'm usually responding to emails and stuff in the evening. So it used to become mm-hmm. a joke, but now everyone pretty much knows like, okay, well, Kara's gonna, she sends emails right in the prime time in the middle of the night. Cause that's when I'm uninterrupted and uh-huh. can think straight. Um, and so there's, you know, my, my timing of when I've been able to do things, um, I have better discretion on what I consider an emergency versus what someone else is trying to make sound like an emergency. Things like that. Their lack of planning does not constitute your emergency. Correct. And, and if so, and if so, then you're going to, now I've learned to be confident enough to charge for it. Exactly. That too. Exactly. I think that's, you know, when people say charge your worth, that's what they really mean. They really mean not charge high prices, but charge for the time that you spend putting out the fires other people start. Yes, exactly. That's, that's really it, you know, and, and, and it means going the extra mile. And so I think, I think artists, as they grow, they need to be able to find that balance of, they want to be with clients. They want to make a lot of Mm -hmm. money. They need to know efficiently how to do that. Cause like I said, the end game, you can only max out, but you only have so much time in a day. So what are the most efficient ways to do that? And um, I would say my vision of how that and how it has played out um, has changed with being a mom. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the, really the foundation for any business is being able to have those efficient business processes. If you can't, you know, get somebody from inquiry to booked and through the whole booking process through that six to 12 months of communications and months afterwards for photos and reviews. If you can't do that effectively as a solo artist, having 25 artists, now you have 25 times more work. If you don't have that time management skills to start off with, then there's no way that you can manage that um, doing weddings. It's funny because we all say, you know, we, we quit our nine to five jobs so that we can work 24 right. seven, right. you know, and if it's true as a solo artist, then running a team that's exponential because you're you not just worrying about your day to day. Well, and that's you're worrying thing. about the day to day of everyone else. I've always told people the reason my standards and my recruitment, like I said, acquisition, whatever you want to call it. Um, someone mm-hmm. joining my team is a longer process is because I need to know that at some point I can delegate to them. I know that two exactly. of my artists went and did a preview for today. I didn't need to hear a word about it. I know that if anything went wrong or there was any issue, they'd ask me about it or they would already handle it. And I may not even know about it because mm-hmm. I, but that's because I had those, I think some people, when they go, Oh, I want to start a team. Now it's let's grab our friends that all do make up and hair and they don't uh-huh. understand really um the cohesion that needs to be there the proper uh-huh. communication that needs to be there oh, um, yeah. consistency and how they dress how they their kits their um mm-hmm. how they deal with people you know all those kinds of things and and then they still end up i see it all the time people that have teams and they are the team owner still doing everything and at every wedding and exactly. the goal yeah. is not for that to happen, but it does mean mm-hmm. that you can't go feast or famine and just hire anyone off the street. Oh, they do makeup. And I tell clients that all the time. The benefits exactly. of working yeah. with us is because I've done all the assessment that you wouldn't even know how to do for a proper high-end luxury artist. 
So then mm-hmm. you can trust whoever it is I pair you with based off logistics, personality, schedules, things like that, because I've already hit the higher bar that you wouldn't even know what you were looking for in the first place. Exactly. And that's important. I see a lot of teams. I know a lot of people and they are running around, running the roads still as mm-hmm. much as ever. And yes. so no wonder you run into people start a team and they're still asking for you, the owner. Like, yeah, exactly. they yeah. see you everywhere still doing stuff. And it means there's a few red flags there. You either don't yeah. trust your team. You don't have someone that's credible, someone that you can rely on. And, and for me, I've always mm-hmm. stressed for my artists that I want them to feel like they have a say and that they can uh-huh. talk to me about anything. And that mm-hmm. I will answer about anything. I will have those funny, awkward, uh, you know, finance conversations about mm-hmm. why someone's paid what they are and what they're not or whatever. Um, I can have all those conversations. So because I'm wide open with them and they had they saw such a high bar from the beginning, we have a great relationship from there. And now, you know, I have artists that have been with me years and years and I you know, one, I, you know, I can name any of them, but like my, one of my stylists, Leanne, I know mm-hmm. no matter where she is, it is handled and I don't have mm-hmm. to worry about it, miss a minute of stress or sleep over it, anything. But that takes yeah. a lot of confident boundary setting you have to have from the beginning. And I think most people, when mm-hmm. they get into team building they're they, they don't know that. Yeah. So they or they're just the, hiring yep. whoever. Yep. And then they end up yeah, having no. to not only deal with unhappy clients, but now they have to have awkward conversations that they weren't meant or prepared to handle in the first place because they've never owned a business before. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about um, pay because, yeah. you know, you, you mentioned, you know, being open about yeah. why people are paid certain <clears throat> amounts. What percentage do you typically pay? pay your artists. So I know there's like a range, right. uh, depending on how long they've been with the business, right. but for someone looking to build a team, what kind of commission should they expect to be paying their artists? Cause you know, like right. if you're, if you're booking a wedding for say a thousand dollars, you know, that does not mean that you are making a thousand dollars. Right. The business is making a thousand dollars, but it doesn't mean that the business is now clearing a thousand dollars because a lot of that has to go back out to the artists. Yep. So let's let's talk about the reality and the realistic uh, expectations that people can have for that on on their bottom line. Yeah, I think also that's another thing that most people go, okay, you need to start a team and you need to pay them at this rate. And for me, that is a fluid conversation with each and every one of my artists. Because mm-hmm. it's based on experience, their availability, how much of tasks and things that I'm able to know. Like, let's use Leanne again as an example. I know that okay. she will chime in and respond to anything that I need to before I get to it. She, I can give her a date. I can give her, assign her that wedding. I can put her on that in HoneyBook. I can do an introduction with that bride. And she is on that scheduling for that preview from the beginning. So Mm -hmm. I pay her a a significant amount for that because she saves me a bunch of craziness. So I think for, I always tell people, you have to get comfortable with having those conversations and you have to get comfortable with assessing who, who earns what and why, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, explaining about how fees get taken through, you know, payment programs, client management systems. You know, when you invoice through HoneyBook, there's a fee there. You know, those kinds Mm -hmm. of, you have to get comfortable with explaining how these things go. So what I've done with each artist is I have a uh, pay schedule with each of them. And it's, I've tried to make it somewhat close to um, where reasonable and where the experience dictates. Um, where it's somewhat closer to close enough within reason to what they have done on their own, because the artists that are on my team all have been extensively experienced on their own before coming to me. So for me, I usually will ask them what is their normal rate on their own. And then Mm -hmm. I express to them the tasks and things that I handle and what they are, what my expectations, what they're left with being responsible for. And therefore, that's where we can find those negotiations. I normally would say probably around, I probably take somewhere from 25 to 30% and they are paid the remainder. 
Um, that spread out over the payments. So like for me, a big thing for me, again, I've always said this in groups when people start talking about teams, I pay them before their trial, before they do the trial. I pay them before the wedding day because I'm collecting money for those things in advance too. I'm never letting things like being respectful of your artists, like never making them be out of pocket. I get why some people have done other ways, but for me, it's amazing what making sure that someone doesn't leave their house without already being paid what that means to them. Exactly. Yeah. Taking their time to work on your behalf. They need to feel Uh valued and that's important. So you've got to charge enough. So I guess really what I should say is you've got to create the reputation to be able to charge enough to then be able to charge, to pay your artists appropriately. Mm-hmm. And it's again, another, I, I am very, it's funny for someone who hated math growing up. I'm very math based in the fact that I say it's always an equation, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So yeah. for me, it's figuring out what is it that they're coming to me and they're used to getting paid. And then what is it that I'm taking off their plate that they don't have to be responsible for anymore? That makes their life a whole lot easier. I'm sending them bookings. I'm getting them booked. They're, I'm, I have them with clients all the time. What are all the things that they don't have to now worry about? And what time does that take on my part that I should account for? You know, those kinds of things. So those, that is a fluid discussion, but normally within, um, because all of, again, because all of my artists are more experienced, um, somewhere between right, usually averaging right around 30%. And most people say like 60, 40, but I just find if you have experienced people, you need to, you need to pay them adequately. They need to feel Mm -hmm. as though if they're taking their time to work on your behalf, they can pay their bills. And that's exactly important. Not don't feed the broke artist, um, mindset that I think a lot of people have. Uh-huh. Literally one of my yeah. brides walked into, one of our brides walked into one of my artist's home studios the other day and went, you live here? Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because it was like she had thought artists are not quite servants. Don't say that, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Was shocked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think you might know my artist, Marta, Marta is uh-huh. very experienced in the industry. She's been with, she was with CNN for years. She was, she's worked on every, every famous iconic person you can think of. She's done pageants, you know, hundreds of weddings. She's very accredited. And, you know, her and her husband have other businesses and other things too, but literally the client walked in and said, you live here? Uh-huh. Like she was stunned. Yeah. And I thought to myself, you know, it may, it may not have been intended that way, but it was interesting. The discussion Marta and I had like how funny it is, you know, I get asked sometimes people come to my home studio and they're like, Oh, you live in a single family house. Oh, okay. In Fairfax County. Oh yeah. Yeah. They expect us kind of be this whole starving artist kind of thing. And it's like, no, this is, this is good money. You know, know, when you're good at it and you work hard. Yeah. I, I charge for, you know, the, the skill level yeah. and, and whatnot. Exactly. So. Exactly. So, so that kind of thing, I would say I have a fluid conversation with the artists. It's based on their experience and tasks and what they're responsible for. So for instance, maybe one or two of my sales that may be a little, a little more busy, they're not as, um, with other things, you know, kids, maybe they don't do as many weddings for me, whatever. They might have a different pay schedule. It's all, it's all really trying to work out a personal equation with them that meets their needs and meets my needs and everyone gets paid accordingly and in response in relation to what their tasks that they're doing because some of my artists mm-hmm. they can handle emails as soon as I introduce them to an artist to a client to their client they are going to take it from there I never ever ever have to chime in and then there's some I have to be the one to schedule the preview with them and their working partner because they just don't have the organizational skills or the time to be able to do that so uh-huh. those things are are paid differently so yeah um, and uh, so that's not as cut and dry as I think it's often presented uh-huh. or it shouldn't yeah, be. And it shouldn't be anyway. I don't think. Exactly. Yeah. And there are a <laughs> lot of people, you know, who come to a team because they don't want to manage yep. and they don't want to do all those yep. things. The, the freedom for them <clears throat> yes. to be able to just show yep. up and do the pretty things yep, exactly. to, to take care of the beauty side, yep. to let their artistry, yes. you know, shine. And that's their, yes. their area of genius. They don't have to, they don't want to. Yes. Um, so when it comes to managing people, you have to understand 
you know, the difference between the different types of employees and, and who's going to be responsible. And, and many of them have what. never owned a business, you know, done, run a business with more than just them. So they've got to understand, you know, what the impact of the things that they do or do not contribute, how that impacts everybody else as well. So really, yeah. I think having those conversations, and I think in all honesty, a lot of people just aren't prepared for those conversations. Yeah. So what is, um, what's one thing that you learned that you wish you knew when you started about, you know, what the reality of running a team entails? Cause you didn't start out, you know, as a, a solo artist and no. working in the wedding industry, you jumped right into, you know, running a team. Right. What was, if you could go back in time, <clears throat> you know, and tell yourself one little piece of advice, what did, what do you wish you knew? Um, I would say, what do I wish I knew? I would say that I wish I had more awareness of, um, awareness and respect for myself in what I do bring to the table and in how organized I am. You know, I think Mm -hmm. sometimes people, if they are really organized, they don't give themselves enough credit. And I've learned Mm -hmm. through the years, I, I did not really do that at the beginning, but I've learned through the years, like, if one of my artists asked me about why is this paid this, you know, whatever, I need to be confident in explaining why, you know, and, 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 uh-huh. and so you've, I, I wish I had known exactly how comfortable you have to be with having those conversations. I jumped mm-hmm. into it pretty quickly because you don't really have an option once you're in the middle of it. And exactly, I luckily yeah. had a lot of business experience being around my parents and a lot of successful entrepreneurs in my life. I read a lot of books because of it, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't know that and they do not know where to be able to gain that. And, um, mm-hmm. and that's something that, you know, you end up, you and I see it in these groups all the time. Artists will hop yep, in and absolutely. say, I'm wanting to start a team. And now this artist didn't follow XYZ rule that I have, or they did XYZ wrong with the client. And now what do I do? You know, it's like, well, yep. you've got to have a conversation if you want to fix the problem and you've got to get ahead of it. So yeah, I, and- I had known how comfortable you have to be with that, with that. Um, how organized you have to be. Um, I'm uh-huh. thankful that I am. And um, and that I've learned the skills through the years to continue to try to be. And I wish I had known and realized how many, how many people sign contracts for things and don't read. <laughs> oh, yes. So many people. Because I, I found myself getting frustrated for a long time. You know, yeah, you kind of have to let that go. Yeah, you kind of just have to be like, exactly. okay, so we didn't read that. Right, cool. Right. Let's talk about that. I'm that person. Uh, per the contract that you signed yeah. on XYZ date. I'm so uh, self-aware. This is how we handle I'm it. so self-aware and I'm such an empath that I think that in some ways that I feel like if I had a discrepancy, let's say about a bill with a business, I certainly wouldn't come back to them sounding like an absolute jerk off um, before I went and read my crap. You know what I'm saying? Before mm-hmm. I walk right into saying something's wrong, something shouldn't be charged this, blah, blah, blah. And then it's in the small print. You know what I mean? Exactly, I say yeah. that to my husband all the time. How is it? That, you know, like, because people don't read. We have the attention right. of, you know, goldfish. I always say, I, I mean, there's so many, I, so many studies that have been done. I always say, I'm glad to know I checked myself before I wrecked myself. And I wish yeah. I had known how many people do not do that. So you're going to get a lot of flack and it does take, Mm -hmm. and it does wear on you. So team owners can have a lot of burnout if they don't know those things and they aren't ready for those things. Cause it's not about still doing hair and makeup. Now you're not going to be doing as much of that. You got to do the business stuff. Yeah. You have to really have those strong uh, communication skills and those customer service skills Mm -hmm. because you know, when you're doing weddings yourself and when you're you're booking for yourself, you always have, you know, like those people who don't read or the people who yeah. uh, misunderstand things or just have questions. It's now exponential. Yes. So every little thing that you do in your business. Everything that you do on it, yes. your own with clients. Exactly. With every little thing that pissed you off, yeah. you better be ready to take that 25 times over yeah. if you have 25 artists. Exactly. You're going to get paid really well, yeah. you know, um, but... And, uh, and you know, you, you have to deal with a lot of crap. And I always tell, I always tell my artists, the thing about me, thankfully, is that I was, I, like I said, I, I was raised around by entrepreneurs, around entrepreneurs. So I'm a bit of a rarity, I think, in the fact that I can have, I have the skin and makeup and hair skills that I have learned and developed through the years. And even to me, I don't consider that 
a creative outlet, I am very logical when it comes to skin, makeup, and hair. So for Mm -hmm. me, I think most people are creatives. They do makeup and hair because they're creatives. They're kind of have some sort of wild spirit a little bit in them. And they have to be prepared for the absolute opposite side of the coin that you've got to bring to the table if you own a team. Exactly. You know, and and I think there's a lot of people who go, I'm going to do this. This is going to be fun. And then they're like, this ain't fun. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is actually work. And you see them and you see them in these groups that you and I are a part of. And they're asking Uh questions all the time. And that's a big thing for me where I started, you know, people go, how did you know how to do the XYZ thing? XYZ decision that you've made, whatever. And for me, I've always said I am a really good business owner that also happens to be good at makeup and hair, as opposed to most people who do makeup and hair. And then they've got to learn or try or fight themselves in trying to be good at be doing the business stuff. So, or take a business course, yeah, you know, well, and hire them. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> or that, too, you know what I mean? And, it, and most people just don't uh-huh. know that. And then they've run themselves into a hole where they can't afford the mentorship uh-huh. that you provide, exactly. for instance, with your business. Uh-huh. Um, and, and it's all because some things you got to get your ducks in a row and you've really got to know what you bring to the table and, and, and plant yourself in that, in that, you uh-huh. know, before it, cause you got to be able to m- grow that moving forward in order to create the leadership, um, to keep mm-hmm. things together. Yeah, really. So, um, We'll follow up with this last question yeah. here, and then we'll get things wrapped up for today. But I want to know, what um, what has been your biggest struggle that you've had to overcome with running a team? Um, I would say that even the strongest person has weaknesses. I consider myself mm-hmm. a pretty tough person. I You can tell me anything, your opinion about anything. You could tell me I stink. I don't care. You know, I don't take a lot of things very personally, uh-huh. but uh, my struggle is the energy that it takes sometimes to handle those things. Yes. Um, sometimes things, I still let things sap my energy sometimes. Uh-huh. I come off in the end with an assertive response about it, uh-huh. but mm-hmm. what it takes me to get there, I am working on minimizing the exertion of so much emotional energy about it. Mm-hmm. You know, someone yeah. would write an email and say something happened at a wedding. And now I know very well what's happened at that wedding because all my team tells me everything. And uh-huh. I know what they're saying is complete BS or mm-hmm. driven by misinformation. Photographer yeah. told them they were, you know, they think they're late. Well, that's because your photographer showed up early. It's not us, yes. you know, those kinds yes. of things. Yes. But I used to hem and haw about that stuff for a while. And Joe Mm -hmm. can tell you, I would sit and draft like the world's longest email (laughs) because I'm wordy and I got to get it out. And then I had to delete, 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 delete. You're like, okay, I got the emotion out. Let's rewrite this. (laughs) And in some cases, um, it used to be, I would need to have Joe come in and completely edit the email and change it and bring it back to a couple of sentences and to the point. Now I've gotten better at that. Uh-huh. Um, as my team says, you know, when to draw the line, you know, that uh-huh. oh, we're just going to let care handle this. Cause she's going to put the kibosh on this right from the beginning, but yeah. it has taken me a long time to do that. That has been a struggle. And that's for me who I have always, I always say, I'm kind of like a dude in a lot of ways. Like a uh-huh. lot of things don't offend me. I'm not super emotional when it comes to people and you know, you can, I, I feel everyone can say their opinion. Um, but what has been the struggle is when other people say their opinions or give their feedback in a nasty or incorrect or over-dramatized or they're lying, you know, kind of way that annoys Uh me. And I've had to, it's been a big struggle for me to understand that some people are just like that. Yeah. And it, and it may have nothing really to do with me. It's coming at me, but it has nothing Uh to do with me. And I've got to set that straight. And then be, and then let it go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think as artists, we all kind of have. Take your work personally. Yeah. We, we, I had a, a wedding this past summer where there was a mother of the groom who just was not a happy person. Right. uh, In general. 
you know, she was very bitter because the wedding had, you know, originally been scheduled for 2020. It got pushed back over a year. And in that time, her and the groom's father had separated. Uh, And then after they had separated, uh, Papa moved on and Mama Uh, did not. Right. So here she is now on the wedding day. There's all this happiness around and she's I don't even know if she was trying, um, but she knows she's supposed to be trying to be happy right. about all of this, right. but she's not. She's just not a happy person, right. and she has her own issues, and unfortunately, she decided that today she was just going to take that all out uh, on my team, right? because um, even though I don't run a team right. of no. artists, I, I have you additional have artists that have, have to come with people. me. Yep. Yeah, your girls. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I've, I have a, a slightly different business model right. where I do you know, bring and along a, a, other people. Yeah. People. Yeah. Yes. Girls are great. So, I love them. Yeah. So, you know, my artist came in from the other room and she was just like, you know, the, the mother of the groom wants you to do her makeup. And at first I was kind of like, yeah, sure. You know, like, don't worry about it. I'm still going to pay you for it. Right. You know, because she's been sitting here and working right. with this woman for like 45 minutes right. now. I'll come in, I'll do you, you know, do my thing whatever i thought maybe it was you know every once in a while they'll like see the lead artist and they somehow think that like oh they're the person who did the bride so they must be the better person and so i'm like okay whatever you know i'll put it to the side here let me just work out of your kit let me just do it well i tell you uh an hour later i walked out into the hallway and looked at the wedding planner and i was like we're done we're not touching her anymore right we're we're done she's done she can go put a dress on she can finish doing the rest of her makeup herself you know she just she took all that unhappiness out and thankfully i was there that day to also kind of step in and to protect my team yes because i had to send the other artists home they were done and it was a holiday they wanted to get home to their families and so i was physically there to kind of step back in as that whipping boy uh, for this woman to take all of her her frustration and her sadness out on and sometimes you're there in person and sometimes you get all of that afterwards um in an email but yeah they're just they're unhappy people um you're right and and sometimes they just take it out and you see a lot of people's um i don't want to say flaws but just their the just the the oddities of people sometimes you know Mm -hmm. like some of my artists they're african-american you want to know how many times I have had to be, you know, remind them to shake it off when someone who is Caucasian uh, thinks yeah. that they can't do their hair or thinks that that person can't do their makeup because they're a different color. You know, we're still, yeah. you, you see, you and I see these things that you see the inner workings of people and their mm-hmm. thought processes. And sometimes it's yeah. not pretty. And, you know, and it's, and that doesn't make that other person a bad person, but you would think in this day and age you wouldn't have to have those discussions. I shouldn't have to tell my stylist, you know what? Remember the bride is fantastic. Everything is great. X, Y, Z mom is of a certain age, whatever. And she just has a different mindset and she references you differently. And that's not right, but Mm. you know what I mean? And and so it's those kinds of things that I just did not um, anticipate, you know, having to, you know, when you deal with people, I think people think we show up with our magic wand and everything is perfect and it's just that easy and it takes 10 minutes and it's super fun and, you know, fun and giggles, but you're dealing with people. Yeah. And yeah, people as a whole, as a society are diverse for good and bad reasons, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. And especially on such a highly charged oh, God, emotional yeah. day yep. where there's so many things going on in the background. Yeah. You know, you don't know the dynamics of the people in the room. Yep. I can't tell you how many times I've walked in and, you know, it's been keep my mother away from me today yes. or yeah. keep so-and-so away from me today. You know, whether they're saying that yeah. to me or whether they're saying that to other people in the bridal party, yep. you know, they, they, I don't understand why some people will still have some people get hair and makeup, like, like why they offer that to them if they don't even want to be in the same room yes. as them. Yes. It's like, why, why are they on a schedule? Or the parents, you know, the moms that you know are so locked into their look. Some people, I think to myself, why did you even try? Why, why are you paying me so much money? Right. Because I am, I'm not cheap, honey. Why not gonna do like you what I do? And they're going to go in the all bathroom. this money. They're going to go in the bathroom and put on their horrible pink lipstick after I made them look oh. nice. You know what I mean? Why, why yeah. you just spent all this money and 
Yeah. Yeah. I always say the best benefit of what we do is people and the biggest struggle of what we do is people. And I think Mm -hmm. team artists need to, because artists can be so personal in what, what we do is personal to us. And therefore we can take everything more personally. That is Mm -hmm. probably the biggest struggle that I think is not quite acknowledged in that it's okay for that to, to acknowledge that as a struggle. It's okay yeah. that not every day is going to be perfect. You're going to walk out and the entire party is writing you a rave review. Not mm-hmm. everyone's going to do that for all yeah. sorts of different reasons. Yeah. But, you know, the ones that do definitely make it worth it. And the ones that make it difficult are luckily, knock on wood, fewer and far between. And so <laughs> it, it's about that balance, you know? Yeah. I think that's it. But that's why I started putting together the program you and I've been talking about. That's the reason I started putting together a program about how to build a team, thinking about these other mm-hmm. logistics, not just. Not yeah, just it's not team. just how do you hire people? Where do you find right. them? How much do you pay them? Yeah, it's, it's okay. Mindset. How it's do you people train? Skills. It's what do you need to have them read? Yeah. It's it's what people skills do you, book do you need to have them read? What do you need yeah. to guide them on in terms of taxes? And they're exactly. reporting, taking care of their money. Uh, uh, yeah. Something I've been decently, recently really dealing with is, um, do you have, does an artist, do your team, have you encouraged them to have disability insurance? Because what happens if they yeah. break their hand? Yeah. You know, or like COVID. What right, happens COVID. if uh, they're now hospitalized yep. or they're sick? Yep. Um, yep. So, yeah. So there's so there's, much more. There's so many more little things that we go could go on all yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We could do a whole other podcast. We could do a whole series on this, Suzanne, like a whole hour on every topic. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Kara. Now, if people want to reach out or follow you, uh, can you let today's listeners know how to do that best? Where can they find you online? So we are at bestfaceartists.com on the interwebs. Um, That's our website. And there's a contact page on there. Um, You can also find us at bestfaceartists on Instagram and Twitter. And you can use that at the tail end of the URL for uh, Facebook as well. So facebook.com backslash best face artists, and you'll find our business page there. And um, I think that covers all the communication. Then they can find us on um, wedding wear in the knot as well. Awesome. Well, thank you thank again you. so much. Uh, have a wonderful rest of your day. And thank you everybody so much for listening. Awesome. It was wonderful having you today. Thanks, Suzanne. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. And now it's time for a quick break before I share my final thoughts on today's episode. Are you feeling overwhelmed with the daily inbox tasks needed to keep your bridal business running smoothly? Do you struggle to keep all your emails, files, contracts, and invoices organized and your brides on a schedule for payments and prep before the wedding day? Do you find it frustrating and time-consuming communicating with your bride's vendors and following up for photos or reviews? Well, then you need a CRM system, my friend. A client relationship management system will help save you hours of your time and grow your relationships with your brides and her vendors so that you can turn your past brides into the ultimate referral machine. HoneyBook is my preferred system and I have been using it for years. I'm sure you've heard of it by now as it's one of the top CRMs in the bridal industry today. Maybe you've tried it before but found the system for setting it up time consuming or complicated. Well, I've got just the solution for you. I've created the perfect training to walk you through step-by-step how I set up my HoneyBook backend to keep me organized, optimized, and automated so that I'm saving so much time running my bridal hair and makeup business and seriously upgrading my client experience. Head to www.swearsanddoeshair.com HoneyBook for information on how you can access this training as well as an amazing offer to get started with HoneyBook yourself. I'm even sharing my entire email series templates with you so you can not only wow your brides from first contact, but also get your HoneyBook up and running even faster. Use coupon code PODCAST at checkout and save 50% off the training for a limited time. I know we covered a lot in today's interview and I want to thank you so much to my wonderful listeners for sticking through it all the way to the end. I hope that you got a lot of information about what it truly takes to run a successful team, um, what it takes behind the scenes, how to balance that with motherhood, and uh, especially how to manage the expectations of what your employees are responsible for uh, so that you can make sure you're 
always finding the right artists to support and build your team rather than stress you out. If you have any additional questions for me regarding setting up a team, or if you want to connect with Kara because she is putting together a coaching program specifically geared towards hairstylists and makeup artists who want to run their own teams, reach out to one of the two of us. I'll make sure to include the links down below in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you feel empowered, knowledgeable, and capable of handling anything that your business throws your way. Don't forget to subscribe to get access to new episodes as they are released each week on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Love today's episode? Let me know. Leave me a review and tell me what your biggest takeaway was from the conversation. Have a request for a future topic or someone you'd like to hear me interview? Find me on Instagram at beautybizcollective and drop me a DM. And if you're hungry for more actionable content to help you grow your bridal business, go to www.swearsanddoeshair.com slash bookmorebrides to sign up for my free on-demand training and learn how to book better quality brides faster, easier, and with less stress.